Welcome to the Do Life and a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, beautiful ladies? Today, we're going to talk about consistency. Super fun topic, right? No, not really a fun topic, but we all know we need it, right? It doesn't matter like what goal you're trying to crush. If we can't change our behavior in a consistent fashion, we can't hit our goals or we can hit them, but we can't keep them. And that's also super frustrating. And so how do we build this elusive thing called consistency? Well, there's a million ways. There's so many different things that we can do. We can work on our mindset. We can work on habit development. These are all things that I work my clients through, whether they are my weight weight loss loss clients or my business coaching clients. Both avenues need consistency, right? But here's the deal. There's like one main thing that has to happen first. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And that is essentially taking back the control and the power that you do have over your situation. So a lot of times it can feel like we're not being consistent because of all of these external factors, right? Like, especially for chicks these days, we're being pulled in a million different directions, right? And so the kids need this, the husband needs this, the boss needs that, I'm on the PTA, my kids are in 25 sports, like all these things are happening. It can feel very overwhelming and it can feel like, We don't have the control to make the changes. And that's not true. Like we always have a choice. And so I want to talk about a few sentences that if you find yourself saying these things, it will indicate to you that you are in some way giving up your power and you need to take that back. And once you take that back, that consistency is going to be easier for you. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be easier. <laughs> it's never super easy. And then at the end of this, I'll give you um, some different things that you can do to try to work your way through it. Because I know with all of these things, it's easier said than done, right? When I bring this kind of topic to you guys, I don't want you to ever think that I'm just like, oh, it's so easy. Just go do this. Well, it might be a simple concept. It doesn't mean it's easy to make that mindset shift, right? But one thing that we have to be aware of is that we have way more control of our outcomes and our circumstances even than what we give ourselves credit for, honestly. And so if you find yourself saying something like this, okay, so let's say you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to grow a business or whatever the thing is that you're trying to do, okay? insert whatever the goal is into this sentence. I want to blank, but I can't because. I want to lose weight, but I can't because my husband isn't supportive. I want to grow a business, but I can't because I don't have time. Like whatever the thing is, if you're wanting something and then you're immediately saying why you can't do it, you are giving up your power to whatever that situation is. So you're allowing your husband the power of your results. You're allowing your schedule the power of your result. You know what I'm saying? Instead of recognize it and being like, hey, 
there's actually a lot that I could do in this situation that I'm just not doing. Now, that's not fun. (laughs) When we have to take like extreme ownership, like Jocko Williams would talk about of our circumstances and be like, I am ultimately in charge of the results that I have in my life. Nobody else is in charge of that. It's, It's not my husband's fault. It's not my boss's fault. It's not my schedule's fault. For crying out loud, we actually make our own schedules, right? Largely because we're adults. Um, And so we can't blame those things on the results that we do or don't have. So if you find yourself saying, I can't because that's a clue that you need to sit and do a little bit of thought work with this. Or my least favorite beginning of any sentence is I wish. (gasps) I hate that so much because I wish just highlights that there is a want that we have there and we feel like we have absolutely no control to get it. That's what I wish means, right? Now, do I ever use this sentence? Sure. I have made it a point to break the habit though of using it if it's something that's important. So, oh, I wish I'd win the lottery or whatever. Okay, if you guys have ever heard me talk about that, you know, I actually don't want to win the lottery. It has been a point of contention between my husband and I because I'm like, I pray that you don't win the lottery. (laughs) But anyways, if you're throwing out like an I wish statement that's about like something grandiose and you don't actually care about achieving it, fine, have at it. But if you're using I wish to like in front of anything that's of relevance to you, I would encourage you to break that habit. It's hard if you say it a lot, but think about what that sentence is saying. I wish I could just lose weight. What does that say to your, what is your brain saying? Your brain is saying, I want that, but I don't have any control of the outcome. If you have to wish for it, you have no control of the outcome, right? You're just waiting for the genie in the bottle to come by and and make it happen. It's almost a it's almost a give up sentence is how I look at it anyways. Maybe you guys agree, maybe you disagree. Let me know, reach out to me and let me know how this one sentence thing sits with you. But to me, that's what it reflects. If I'm saying I wish, I'm saying it would be cool, but there's really nothing I can do about it. So then sit and evaluate. If you're saying things like, I wish I could quit my job and build a business. Okay, well, why can't you? What's stopping you? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But most often it's not, right? So that's the second sentence. And then the third one is kind of like a procrastination sentence. It's like, oh, well, when blank happens, I'll do the thing. So once my kids sleep through the night, I'll tackle my weight loss. Once I switch jobs... I'll have time to eat healthy and go to the gym. Once my kids graduate high school, you see what I'm saying here? It's taking the thing that you say that you want, but it's tying it to some time frame or some situation. When I retire, I'm going to have more time to be involved with whatever charity I want to be involved with. Like y- you get what I'm saying here. We're, we're, we're taking the thing that we say that we want to achieve and we're tying it to a circumstance. Usually it's time related, but not always. And again, what's that doing? That's our brain saying it's not possible for me right now. And, and what that does is it relieves a little bit of the guilt that we have 
about not hitting the thing, not conquering the goal. Like I'm saying that my weight loss is important to me because my health is important to me, but I'm also saying it's not possible for me to make changes right now. I have to wait until this other set of circumstances. And it's almost never true. I don't want to say it's never true because sometimes we go through these seasons of life that are literal shit shows, right? Like more so than usual. But for the most part, life always feels really, really busy. That's one thing that's true. The other thing that's true is a lot of times we don't, it's not going to be as time consuming as we think to get a result. So let's take weight loss, for instance. When it comes to losing weight, you don't need to be nearly as aggressive as you think you do. Like (laughs) this always blows my clients' minds. I predominantly work with busy chicks who want to lose weight. And the problem is they don't have time. They can't build consistency. They're not really sure what to do. And they don't really have time to research it either because they're so freaking busy. So they come to me because they're like, look, yeah, I could go figure this out, but I don't have time to figure this out. I need somebody to guide me. What is scientifically true? What do I need to do? And help me fit this into my crazy life. That's my specialty because I had that crazy life. When I started on my weight loss journey, I was working night shift. I had no healthy habits to speak of because I had always been blessed to be skinny, even though I treated my body like crap until the day that I just woke up and I was overweight. And that's not actually how it happened, but that's how it felt. I felt like I just woke up one day and looked at myself in a photo. For some reason, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't even see it. When I would look at a picture, I'd be like, "Ah, who is that? How did I get here? Who's going in my closet and like sewing up all my clothes and making them fit me so much tighter? What's happening here? And so as somebody who had never had to try, I sort of knew what to do because I was a nurse, right? But most of what we actually think we have to do as nurses and anybody that works in medicine is, it's kind of like not what you actually have to do. But even those things, I couldn't make myself do them. I was not raised in like a healthy household and knowing and doing are two different things, right? So it was really, really hard for me because I was working night shift, which made me very tired and it made me a zombie. I'm not a good night shifter, you guys. My impulse control when I work nights is trash. I don't sleep well. My whole body goes into like autoimmune messes. It it ain't right for me, okay? So I'm working night shift. I'm working like 60 hours a week. I have two young children in my home. My husband don't eat nothing healthy. Um, My kids, of course, don't like anything healthy. And I I was falling into that whole trap of like, I have to be so aggressive to lose weight. I've got to start working out and I've got to eat perfectly. And I have to make separate meals for my husband and my kids because they're not going to eat diet food. And I have to be on a diet. I can't have carbohydrates and all of these things that aren't true. What I was doing was I was making what you have to do to lose weight. I was putting it up on this like pedestal, like of perfection. And I was making it seem like it was this big elaborate time consuming thing. And that's not actually reality. You actually shouldn't do all those things if you want it to be sustainable and keep the weight off. And so when I'm working with my clients, now that I've worked myself through that, I can see that those statements, I'll lose weight when I have more time, I can see them for what they are now. They're kicking the can down the road. It's a procrastination tool and we're not doing it necessarily on purpose. We're doing it because we really think all these things are going to be super time consuming. But as it turns out, if you have really good strategy, they're not that time consuming. They they require effort, of course. Um, Just like building a business. When I built my business, 
I was working a ton. It was during COVID and I was a nurse and I was working way more hours than I normally had been. And I was still able to build my business. Why? Because you put good systems in place that make it so it's not so time consuming. We just have it in our brains, this like hustle mindset, right? Like no pain, no gain. You're not going to make any progress unless you're grinding. It's not true for business. It's not true for weight loss. It's not true for mending relationships. What's true is that we need small, consistent action. But until we are owning the fact that it's 100% up to us, that doesn't mean that you don't get support. When I say that, I don't mean you need to be on an island and go figure it out all, all for yourself. And good luck, boo. <laughs> That's not what I mean. You can get help. You can get structure. You can get support. But the result is ultimately my results are on me. Your results are on you. It's not up to our spouse to be supportive. It's really great if they are. I'm going to talk to you about how you can maybe make that work. By the way, if you feel not supported, we're going to go over some things in this podcast that can hopefully help you with that. Get the support where you can get it. That's smart. Get systems in place so you're working smarter, not harder. That's smart. But ultimately, recognizing that if we're going to get results in our life, we are the only person that is responsible for getting those results. It's not our spouse. It's not our health coach. It's not our personal trainer. It's not our business coach. It's ultimately us. And so I would encourage you to do a little bit of journaling and come up with like, what are the things that are really important for you? I personally don't think most of us can go change our whole entire life at the same time. I think we have to pick topics. So if you're not happy and you don't even know what the goal is, but you're just like, I don't feel fulfilled or every day is Groundhog's Day, something's got to change and you're not even sure what it is. These are the areas that I like to look at. What's going on with my health, finances, relationships, you know, things like that. Where do I need to make a change in order to feel happy, fulfilled, confident, all of those things. I love working with women on weight loss because I feel like it's a gateway into overall health and confidence and boldness. And then that trickles over into all these other areas because now we feel better about ourselves and we can go be more bold in our place of employment. We can establish better boundaries because we value ourselves more. I just think it's this whole transformation that kicks off all of these other transformations. But evaluate what do you actually want in your life? Where do you want to make a change? And now what's holding you back? Are you saying any of these sentences like, I wish I could, or I wish this would happen to me, or I'll do this when X, Y, and Z happens, or I can't because. And then what is at the other end of that sentence? And then evaluate if that's true or not. Is it true that the thing you're blaming for you being stuck? Is it really that thing that's keeping you stuck? What is your role in making the changes that you want to see? What things do you need to make it happen? And then are you effectively going after the things that you need to make it happen? Are you communicating your needs well? Both are you articulating them to yourself? And then if you do need support, are you articulating that well to those around you? So, Let's do a few for instances. Let's say that you want to lose weight and your spouse isn't supportive in the sense that 
they're always bringing junk food in the house. So maybe they're giving you an a girl. <laughs> they're like, yeah, babe, I totally support you. I'm here for you. I know losing weight is important to you, but then they're still offering you Doritos every night, even though they know that's your favorite. And you're like, hey, <gasps> knock it off, right? Okay, what's true? What's true is that you don't actually have to have your spouse be supportive for you to lose weight. Is it nice? Yes. But asking somebody else to change what they're eating so to make it easier for you to change what you're eating isn't actually even fair to ask because they're on their own journey with their health, right? And maybe that's that their journey is that they're not on a journey with their health, <laughs> but they don't want to be right now. And so you can't force them, right? But in allowing that to be your excuse, you're giving the power over what your body looks like and feels like, and the level of your health, you're giving that power to the decisions that your spouse is making about what things they're going to snack on. Like when we put it in that kind of perspective, it's like, well, if you're any, if you have any sort of like contrarian or rebellious spirit in you at all, then that should just make you like so fired up to take back your control. Like, my husband, you guys, is a tall, skinny guy. And he can just eat whatever he wants. And he looks like an athlete, even though he don't do anything athletic. Meanwhile, I'm over here like sort of being a little mom athlete. I'm out in the garage, lifting my weights, eating all the things. And I still just look like an average like mom. Like <laughs> genetics are just not fair, you guys. But I, when I realized what I was doing, by his snacking being my excuse, I was like, oh, I am giving him control over what my body looks like. And he's not even controlling me on purpose, right? He's just doing him. And by allowing that excuse to settle in, I'm giving this sort of power to another human over my results, over what my body's going to look like, how my body's going to perform. What? That's crazy. It just made me so mad at myself that I just got my act together, right? Um, and maybe maybe that clicks for you. Maybe it doesn't. We all have a different kind of a temperament, right? So what's your role in this if this is your situation? Well, your role is you're ultimately in control of what goes in your mouth. Nobody else is. But what do you need? Would it be easier for you if your spouse didn't bring a certain food in the house? You can't be like, hey, babe, I'm going vegan, so you can't eat meat anymore. I mean, I think that's a pretty extreme ask. I'm a very supportive wife, but if my husband told me I had to give up T-bones because he was on some health kick, I would be like, I'm literally not going to happen. I'm still going to eat steak. Just don't watch me, right? So, we, <laughs> but what's a realistic ask? So, and does your spouse know how important it is to you? So if we want other people in our environment to support us, they have to fully understand what it means to us. And I think, we don't always communicate that very effectively, right? So I would always say things about my weight, but I don't think that my husband really knew how much it bothered me because I would keep it pretty vague. I would just be like, oh, and talk about a number on the scale, right? If you're just always like, oh, I weigh 185 pounds or whatever. Yes, does your spouse know that you're annoyed by your weight? Yes, but do they know the level? Do they know that you cringe when you put on your clothes and you don't want to go out with your friends or that when your friends want to take pictures when you're out, you get so apprehensive and you're so worried that somebody's going to post a picture of you on social media because you don't like the way that you look. Do they know that that's why the lights are always off 
<clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, do they know the really deep reasons that it's affecting you? If you're like me, you don't necessarily like to talk about all those super vulnerable things, even with your significant other. But if you're not communicating the deep why of why it's bothering you and then giving somebody constructive steps that they could take to be helpful to you, they're, they're not going to just magically know how to do it. So sit and figure that out. What is it that you need? And what's a realistic ask? So if your kryptonite is ice cream, I love some ice cream. Um, then maybe you're like, hey, just for the first couple of weeks while I'm trying to get a handle on this, this is why this is important to me. Can I get your support? This is what I would need. Could you just like not bring ice cream in the house for the first couple of weeks? And then once I've get, gotten into a better routine, you know, I'm not saying don't have any junk food in the house. I'm just saying like this one thing is like my kryptonite. Can you please support me in this way? This person may or may not support you. If they don't, still on you. Still up to you to go get your results, right? But try to pull in the support wherever you can get it. If your schedule is a nightmare and that's what's keeping you from going and conquering your goals, again, you can use those three questions. What's your role in it? What do you need? And are you communicating that need effectively? So your role is, well, you've got to make this thing happen no matter what your schedule looks like. Like if it's important, then it must happen. And it must happen now, not tomorrow. It's got to happen right now because it's important, right? So, but what do you need? What would make it easier? Is there something on your calendar that you could offload? Can you... If you're like a super busy business owner, can you hire like a virtual assistant to take some of the workload for you? Or do you have teenagers in your house that you could give some chores to? And then you'd have less housework and they would be learning some good life skills. Or is there something that you could have your partner help you out with? And again, even if that all ends up being no, your schedule still looks the exact same and there's nothing you can do about it right now. Okay, then make your goal or make the actions that you're going to take realistic for the time that you have. It's not true that you need 10 extra hours every week if you want to lose weight. You are feeding yourself all day, every day. Anyways, so you just make some different choices. And that actually doesn't need to be very time consuming at all. Right. So there's little things that you can do. But again, what do you need? Who could you communicate that to? How can you get more clear with yourself on it? And then put those actions into place. If you want to hire a personal trainer, um, get a gym membership. And when you talk to your spouse about it, they're like, we don't have the budget for that. Okay. Well, if you know that you need it, how can you get the money on your own to, to make it happen? Or where could you skip something else that you're spending money on to make it happen? Are you communicating the value that that trainer or that gym membership would provide? Are you communicating that effectively and the importance of it? I mean, we could spitball different ideas all day long here, but come up with like, what are those barriers that are keeping you from taking consistent action? Where are you letting yourself off the hook? If you're not being consistent and you have really good reasons, sometimes those things that are keeping us stuck, those obstacles that are standing in our way, they're valid. That's why they're so sneaky because they are true and they are valid. But if you want the thing that you say that you want, you got to find a way around it. 
This is the only difference between people who have the thing and people who don't have the thing. Everybody has different obstacles. Sure. My obstacle might be, you know, a lack of time. Your obstacle might be that your kids are in 25 sports. And that's why you have a lack of time. Mine might be because of my work schedule or whatever. But most of the obstacles that we have, they all fall within these very similar categories. And everybody has them. But will you take back that control of your results, that power, that authority over your own life and just go, okay, enough of this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm laying down my excuses. You know, I'm going to acquire the support where I can get it because that's working smart. But ultimately, whatever level of support I can or cannot get, it's on me. I'm going to own it. I'm going to make it happen and it won't be smooth. (laughs) It never is. Don't expect it to be amazing and perfect, right? But you keep getting back up and you keep figuring it out. And eventually, you do have a nice little plan in place where you can act consistently enough to get the things that you want once you have taken back that power. Does that make sense? I'm not just like rambling here. I hope this one makes sense for you guys and it's helpful and it's not too harsh, but reach out and let me know. Um, Play with these. See if you notice yourself now that we've talked about it. See if you catch yourself saying, well, I can't because I wish or I'll do it when X, Y, and Z happen. See if you're saying statements like that. And then if you are, start playing with them. Journal them out. How can you reframe some of those? What's true? What's not? What things can you fit in your life? And don't expect that you're going to like behave consistently perfectly all the time, right? But where can you just make some improvements? Does that make sense? I hope this one is helpful for you guys. Reach out and let me know and I will catch you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 